Rock Squad in the building. It's your boy Luke. I'm here with DJ Rock Wilder. We about to get into the hot topics of the current events, what's going on in the world, what's going on in the culture. We here. Yo, check out our podcast on all platforms. Rock Talk. DJ Rock Wilder, man. How you been, brother? I got it. It's been uh, interesting. Read, just reading, trying to get into some reading. What you been reading? The, new, the news, everybody talking talking that good shit, really. Um, everything trying to reopen in Arizona and people freaking out. The numbers are looking nice, though. The numbers are looking nice, except for, you know, Tempe. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but one of the bars on Mill Avenue, they opened and they said, F all of these guidelines, and they just had that bitch packed on their patio and... Yeah, it's that's going to be really good. hard to do for a bar, bro. You got <laughs> drunk, incoherent people just all around mingling. Like, hey, I've been horny for the last few months. How you doing? It looks like a big-ass spine is about to come out. That's what, yeah. it, that's what it's really looking like. But, man, I'm just watching some people start to go stir-crazy, really. Um, man, for real, bro. We're here on May 14th now into yeah. the coronavirus pandemic way longer than i thought it was gonna be i thought it was Did gonna you? be maybe 30 days and then we're good but it's gonna it's gonna i feel like it's gonna be a slow roll even into the summer like by fourth of july i feel like we're still gonna have people not want to leave their house oh yeah i mean even now with the restaurants opening up the barbershops salons people still like i guess 57 percent of arizonians don't think that they should be going out we should be opening everything at once so like What's going to happen next? That's going to be the next thing. It's going to be all over the news when they start letting people back out. Whenever whenever they do. I know they're they're going to they're going to release, you know, the the stay-at-home orders are going to be done like on Friday, but a lot of people are some people are saying it's too early. Some people are like, "I don't give a damn. I'm leaving. I'm doing whatever I want." So, it's it's going to be it's going to be weird. Now, uh, what do you think? Are you going to restaurants right now? Well, I'm cooking at the house anyway, so and yeah. I've 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 grown accustomed to if I really want some, I can get on Uber Eats or or Grubhub or DoorDash and be good. Like I don't need to go out out because like, well, oh, I just drink water when I go out. I got water at my house. I'm already paying for the bitch, so I don't care. So, so is it is there anything that you like, man? I can't wait to do this again. I think the main thing for me is just. Being able to just make that money, just be out DJ in front of the people, because some people are some people think that like major events aren't going to be a thing until 2022. They're saying now, not 2021. Some people are saying 2022, and I don't like that. I don't like that number it's too Man. far. Yeah, that's scary, bro. If we go out that far, entertainment is going to change by then, bro. Technology is going to advance and double again. Like, what, what the hell are we going to do by then? It's crazy because we, we already have adjusted so much just off of being in on lockdown and quarantine. So many things are going virtual. So many people are doing things online. So, like, we're at a point now where people are able to, you know, get in where they fit in on the online platform and, and do all these cool things. So the norm is definitely not normal. But, like, it's a lot of new things, a lot of innovation, at least. So that's the cool thing about this so far. A lot of people are at home figuring out new ways to do things, better ways to do things. So a lot of new technology is probably going to be coming out. A lot of people dropping albums. Rihanna's supposed to be dropping an album. Uh, Tyler, the creator, is doing stuff. A lot of creative people. A lot of movies are getting, like, greenlit to go for, yeah. like, Netflix and stuff. But uh, until filming is, like, 
commonplace and people feel comfortable doing all that stuff without masks and gloves. I don't, I don't know how they're going to go because a lot of things are getting delayed. A lot of things are just getting canceled just straight up. Like, yeah. we ain't doing this no more. Nope, can't do it. Like, Coachella got canceled, EDC, like, all that stuff. All these big money makers like Comic-Con, they're not doing it this year. All these big ex- expos where people go to get their, like, new shit on. It's in the thing, so... I don't even I don't even know how to feel. I still don't know how to feel. Like processing all of this is still like a day by day like struggle, day by day fight. Yeah, I hear you, bro. Like, I you, think one thing about this whole thing is it allowed us to be retrospective. Even in all yeah. the new uh, content that's being put out, yeah. with the IG battles and catalogs revived, yeah. with the Netflix series, you got a lot of documentaries that are going into the past. Yeah. And just looking back at things, and people like are getting to see themselves now. Yeah. And I think that that's something that's good for us as far as like a healing for, you know, for our nation or for the world. I think it's good for a lot of people mentally, too, because just be able to reflect and... You know, see where we've come. Like, even if you go, just even last year, people were just walling out last year. Oh, now, yeah. now we uh, we had to slow that down we real slow quick. Down. We had to slow ourselves down. I don't know if this is God's way of being like, y'all moving too fast. Y'all need to chill out. This will happen when y'all out there having a hot girl summer. Hot girl. Oh yeah. I don't know if it's Megan The Stallion's fault though. I don't know if it's Megan The Stallion or Nicki Minaj's fault, but nah, we don't. Nah, we can't. I, I, I ain't put on them. We can't put on there. Maybe Lil' Kemp, but I don't know. I think it was that bitch Carol Baskin. Uh, yeah, guaranteed. Damn Carol Baskin. Mm. <laughs> mm. But no, with, with everything happening on, on on social media platforms just blowing up, people are using all the internet that they can get their hands on. These versus battles are still like go-to. They're becoming like go-to events online. Like they did, they this past weekend they did Erica Badu versus Jill Scott. They did like over 700K on, wow. on just that and like just think like a month ago it was like it's a cool new thing but now we're getting like massive numbers almost to the point where instagram can't handle that yeah the platform the platform just like yo we have too many people trying to get on to like just watch this they probably like it because it's keeping people on instagram and not going over to tiktok but like yeah ooh, the numbers are getting crazy and like all these new Battles and proposed battles are coming out. People still want to see 50 Cent versus Ja Rule. One, a big one that's being like thrown out there is Diddy versus Dr. Dre. And then they announced that for this coming weekend, they're going to be doing Nelly versus Ludacris, which uh, yeah, baby. There's a lot of hits there. If you if you really want to break it down, a lot of hits. There. A lot of money was made between those two artists. Oh yeah, but that's one. That's one of the battles I've been looking for. I've been waiting for. I've been I was waiting say, for that because. Like Nelly and Ludacris, those dudes were at the height of their career when yeah. we were growing up. Yeah. So we've seen like a lot of their career just unfold, and then the success they've had after that, and everything that they're doing from so transferring to the TV, you know, to the TV film screen, and film like, and business. Man. Like just think about the early 2000s. Like Nelly was one is was the biggest like hit maker like on the charts selling the most records like hip-hop artists of the 2000s and then ludicrous of what all that he did for the south and especially atlanta and getting into movies and tv like he's part of one of the biggest you know movie franchises that we've had in our generation the fast and furious franchise he's been in at least seven of them damn movies he's been in a lot of he's great been a movies lot of you talking about uh 
Crash. Crash. He was that in was Crash. such a great movie. And that was like a breakout role for him because like rappers usually do like comedy and stuff like that, but that was like a dramatic ass movie. Yeah. And like that movie's got some awards. Yeah. And, you know, definitely Hustle and Flow. Oh, Hustle and H- Flow. Culture yeah. movie. He just came out with a new uh, John Henry movie on Netflix with Terry Crews. He's right. He plays the right. villain. Right. Like it's it's just like watching where they've gone. It's like. They built some empires, and they're going to put those two together. Like, I don't know if it's going to be fun or if they're going to, like, treat it as, like, a battle because they both have, like, they both did some time in, like, some battle scenes before they came up. Like, Ludacris was a radio DJ, and he got into rap, and he really went after the, like, lyricist part of the game. Nelly, all about making the hits. All, he was all over inside out the clubs. He did, and then he went into country with Tim McGraw and did a bunch of records. So yeah, it's like, the country song was dope. That ran America. That was like before Old Town Road. That, that was, was the, before Old Town Road. That was the first country. Nelly had the first. Yeah, he had the first one, but like, it's just some, it's just some iconic shit between those two. Yeah. Like, did you ever watch his show, Nelly's show? It's um, like family reality TV series. I didn't. I heard about it for sure. It was, it was, it was commercials good. everywhere. I like I like watching it. Man, but Nelly was the man back then, man. So like this man. weekend, it's gonna be Nelly versus Ludacris. I, I my pick would be Ludacris, but I feel like for the ladies, they're gonna go with a lot of them are gonna go with Nelly. I don't I don't know, man. Ludacris got a lot of the like if you're talking about like songs where he's featured to it. Remember that Chris Brown record? Yep. Uh, he got Splash Waterfalls. Yep. He got uh, the song with Usher, the two songs with Usher, slow songs. Yeah, two songs. With uh, Lil Jon, the new one that just came out. So Sex, it, it's Sex Beat and Lovers and Friends. He was on, Lucas was on, yeah. He had Southern Hospitality. He vitamin had, D, 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 D. Oh, man. He had. That blueberry, yum, 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 yum. He had, oh, my God, all of all of chicken and beer. Yeah, was, man. Uh, word of mouth. Like rollout was a man. There's too many hits. He like, had a song Mary J. Blige, "Runaway Love." That was runaway. There's so many. And then Nelly, he had country grammar. He had the St. Lunatics. He found them. He found Murphy Lee. He did. Oh yeah. Find her was everywhere. Air Force One. Air Force One. EI. Dude, what else? Is, what else? Uh, is Shake that? your tail feather. Shake your tail feather. Like it's a it's a list. You play Shake your tail feather. I don't. That, that's gonna list. take over any little Chris song, it's I think. But it's, those are going to be, like, great positioning moments on which yeah. song you play and how the battle will play out. Like, I don't know, oh, But man. for the culture, it's going to be like, damn, this is dope. I feel like it's going to be on the same level as for the culture as DJ Premier versus RZA was. But it's, it's definitely going to be more of the party vibe, like T-Pain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Little John was. So it's it's going to be cool. This It'll it probably be the, one of the best battles they've had, like, so far. Yeah. That's what I think. But... It's 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 great to look back, especially with the rap game, and then you know moving forward to where we're at now. Uh, Takashi Six Nine came back and he put some he put a track out in a video, which was real extra. He still looks like a human starburst. Um, he can't go into Windows Protection Program because he got a tattoo on his face. Well, who are we talking about? Takashi Six Nine. Who's that? Yep. Mm-hmm. The 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 guy that uh. He went to jail and then he snitched on people and then he got out of jail and now he's trying to justify what he did. That guy. Oh, never heard of him. Okay. He's he's real he's real popular with the kids. Uh, <laughs> but like he he put out this new track called Gooba. Um, yeah, it's bro. It's real extra. Uh, well, now, what do you think of the video first? Because the video and the song add context to like setting the scene. This is his first introduction back out 
of you know just the events you said he went through yeah so like what is your take on this like the video alone i was just like he he came out doing the video like nothing had like had happened like like right back where he happened. left off like i got the track so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play it but uh please prepare your mind body and and soul because it's real extra um just by the opening line so this is six nine Gooba, I don't know how to feel, but this this is the song. This is the song. I tell a nigga don't dick ride, don't blink ride, leave it to the double thick thighs, twin sisters. Drop it down and wobble wobble up, mommy boot it up, she get down and gobble gobble up, cause my money up. Okay, pause. So it we're like ten seconds in, and he is talking all the shit. Yeah. Now, sonically, like, he cuts through when you're listening to him, but that's why he's he's so different from everything that you're hearing. He's so recognizable, and, like, his voice and how he delivers things, it's just, like, it's real cutthroat. Now, is it good? Eh. But it's, it, 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 it cuts through sonically, and you can listen to it, and you're like, all right. The beat is hard, so big up, to, big, big up to the producer, but, like, it's, I feel like he's writing an angry letter, but, like... I'm gonna play some. I'm gonna play some more because it, it it goes on for at least another two minutes. What is that? Who I don't know what school of rap he went to to learn that this is how we write records. Um, he's just talking shit. He's twenty four and he's just talking shit. Man, <laughs> he, he he's just he don't care. He don't care what nobody say. He made it out of jail. He's on house arrest right now. But like. People are like, yeah, he's we're just living that fantasy life, bro. Like, you're talking fantasy. about and shooting a hundred shots. Like, come on, bro, you're not doing nothing. Y'all, y'all is on house arrest, like, damn near trying to hide out from the public. Like, he he already got relocated because of dancing outside on his balcony. Somebody oh, called yeah, some his chick, ass. Some chick put him on on TikTok. So Marco found him and put him oh on TikTok. And you on TikTok, they can find your location real easy. Real fuck quick, bro. They had to relocate him so fast. Oh, that's his fault. But that's that's the reason why so many people are tuning in because he's a he's a live action Netflix uh, series right now just playing out in front of us. Like it it would be like it's like he escaped out of a cross world between Alice in Wonderland and Breaking Bad. Yeah, and then he also was in Hustle and Flow. Like what is like he's twenty four and he's doing all this and he's just he's going at it. He's it, people are like he's obsessed with money, popularity, haters, yeah. and getting even. I was like I could see that, but I feel like it's all just it's a character. Like it's almost like he's a professional wrestler. He's just living the gimmick like a hundred percent. He definitely like, got something wrong in his brain, bro. Like where he's you know. Some type of sociopath because look at it, this dude. He he tried to donate uh, some money to No Child Goes Hungry. He tried and to donate like two hundred thousand dollars, and yeah. they said no, nope. no, thank you. He just and then, fell he, right and then back he went off it. on Twitter and because that's what you do. You go yeah. off on Twitter. You don't like, bro. You could have 
You, you don't make a record. Do you go off on Twitter? You could have gave it anonymously. Like, I don't even – he just fell right back into his favorite role, the yeah. upstart that doesn't seem to, like – The one that everybody loves code. to hate. Yeah, and he just – he wins anyway. Yeah. That's the thing. It's I, I don't – hey, if that's your also good for you, but – But that's why 50 Cent gravitated to him at first because at first, of that. yeah. That stigma, the underdog stigma. He's underdog. He's gonna win. No, like win no matter what the cost. He's gonna make it happen. But then you know he started associating himself with, you know, gang members and started to, and tried to. He was on. He was on that quote unquote Treyway life, and then he ended up dropping it because somebody checked him. Like that's yeah. what happens. <laughs> that's yeah, what, bro. I don't know why you're surprised. Well, I'll tell you this much. He's gotten checked before, but at least it wasn't by Mike Tyson, who was apparently making a comeback into boxing. I would not want to be that dude. Has oh, love against no. him at all, bro. Like, like, I, and videos, is it going to be bare knuckles, too, or something like that? It's going to be something he different. He wants to go bare knuckles. Yeah. Like, have you seen his videos like of his workouts? He's 53, and he's moving like nobody's yeah. business. Yeah, it's, it's scary. How, it's just how ingrained it in his brain. Like At first, he said he didn't want to do it to feed his ego, but now I feel like he's just doing it because... I'm 53, and I still can. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I want to see Mike Tyson versus Floyd Mayweather, but I feel like that would be a big money match that they would miss out on if yeah. they didn't try to book that. He going through that, like, Michael Jordan thing where he needs to come <laughs> back. Come back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he misses the game. He misses have, you heard, have you heard any of his podcasts? I haven't. Okay. He talks about this thing called the toad. Okay. The toad, it's an ancient uh, remedy of uh, it's like the extract – um, the venom from this toad, I guess, in like South America or something, and the, and the shamans use it, and it gives you like like LSD trip, and it takes you and makes you kind of like soul search and go back and revisit something in your past, and then you have this enlightenment afterwards. And yeah, bro, I mean, he been talking about that like to everybody. He had Dennis Rodman on the show. He was like, yeah, you just need to take the toad, man. You I take the toad. That sounds like eating like eating the worm. Uh, I mean, I guess he, he's been he's he's gone through kind of like a like a reformity of his life. He got more into spiritual stuff, and well, his tiger is still. It's, it's he, he's doing tiger. great things too. He's opening the the ranch house, right? Like, and he has his own weed, so he, he's making sustainable business. So he's doing yeah. So he's he's, he's doing stuff. It's not like he's just been hanging out and getting old. Like he's been making moves. He's he definitely doesn't need things. the money. So you know that he's he coming don't in. Need the money. Like I'm ready to knock somebody out because I got the itch still. That, that's just kind of, as long as you don't bite nobody's ear off. Yeah. Like Evander Holyfield. That was a moment in history where I don't think anyone's going to be able to forget he bit someone's ear off. Man. But dear, whatever. Hey, Mike Tyson, if you, you're coming back for real, then cool. I'll watch that fight. Yeah, we all going to be tuning in to see what you do, bro. We that's all tuning in to see that because that's a legacy that he has in the, in the game and just him as a person. Like, that's fine. I'm, I'm down. I'll, I'll support at least the first two fights. After that, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But, like, this legacy stuff and everything else. But Andre Harrell, he, he passed last week. So he was the founder of, you know, Uptown Records. He founded oh, okay. Mary J. Blige, Jodeci, Guys, Teddy Riley. He founded TLC. He was a mentor for, you know, Sean Combs, Diddy, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy. What else is there? Yeah, he has yeah, a lot yeah. of names. Dr. Love, he has a lot of names. 
but he was his mentor when Diddy was at Uptown Records as like an intern. Yeah. He coined the phrase "ghetto fabulous," which was all over the earth in the early 2000s. Um, but I guess they're working on doing a, a mini series for BET based on his legacy with Uptown Records. They're going to call it Uptown. So the same people that made, you know, the, the New Edition story and the Bobby Brown story, they're doing one on Uptown Records and his legacy in the music. So that could be because I guess they were in the middle of, of filming this and getting everything like together and stuff. I'm not sure if it's too early or if it's too late. Because Uptown was big in, in the early 90s and stuff. It's they not were too pumping. early because you already have the predecessors of the the uh, New Edition series. Right. It's kind of great to get input of people who are still alive. Right. But now that he's passed, you know, that kind of leaves out a lot of production value that would be added just from his input. Right, right. Just on that alone. And I think it could be cool because like seeing the new edition story, how hands on they were because they were around and a lot of people that they were that were they were talking about in the story were around as well. So I feel like it could be it could be real good. I'd be curious to see how they present it because both of the the new edition story and the Bobby Brown story, they, they were they did massive numbers for BET. Yeah, and they were great. They were great. They were well done. They were well filmed. Yeah. People really, you know, loved them. It wasn't like... Like, you see the, the production across TV increase, like, at right. a certain point, because before there was, like, a stigma of, like, ah, oh, it's just it's a, a TV. TV. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a TV movie. Yeah. But now it's like... It's not, it's, like oh, it's just a Lifetime movie, but now it's like... No, we're spending money. Like, yeah, now you're we, seeing great production, great things being done on it. And I, I love it. Because the competition is so fierce, man. Because you have to compete against Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney. Because yeah. they, they're all putting out their own stuff. And they're saving money. And yeah. making a hell of money back, too. Because ratings is just more money in their pockets. But it, I think it'll be interesting because I think the, the biggest thing about Andre Hall, Harrell's uh, career is the he understood the connection between R&B and hip hop uh, to fashion, lifestyle and aspirations and it, it made a huge impact in the cult and the culture overall especially in how the 90s were moving and how things went to the 2000s I feel like it's it's going to educate a lot of people that didn't know how hip hop got to this point where we're a whole industry not just like a music genre or a fad. It's we. It's a whole industry to be involved in hip hop now. You got sneakers, sports, movies, TV, music, fashion. It's it's like yeah. Everywhere. I'm waiting for the day that like Ti is on the History Channel. Where he's like exploring ancient lost civilizations right. and stuff. You know right. what I mean? Kind of like expeditiously, like he does on some of the Animal Planet stuff. Yeah, same thing. That's all I want. But I think it'll be it'll be very interesting to just educate people, and you know just pay homage to to a legend in the game. But that should be coming out. Hopefully, I think it's, they're gonna try to put it out next spring. So spring 2021. Hopefully, we'll be able to see that. Um, but with everything else and how streaming services are moving, and you know all this money going into more content, more content, more content. The CEO of Disney came out the other day and was like, The Mandalorian Season 2 is not going to be delayed. Which thank is, God. Which is, that's thank God. Show. That's, that, show was, that show was 
greater than I think any of us anticipated. But you know why? Did you watch the behind the scenes? I did. I that, the, the, the gallery reason one why is because so they have these what, seven directors that yeah. are all working together. Seven separate directors who worked on Thor Ragnarok, like yep. all these great directors, and they just went and break down the individual episode that they all you know took direction on, but then they all had their input. Yeah. And then you get all this backstory from the ones who worked, like this one director who worked on the. Uh, the, the prequel trilogy, right? And so, like, it, it's, it's just amazing. It's, it was like a, it was like a, like a, it was like a team effort. But like, every episode like tied in together, and they, everyone had their own creative like inputs, and people they were able to help each other out. But it was like, it was almost like, like an Olympic like gymnastics team where they all have their own events, they all do their own things. But they all came together to represent and got all the gold. Yeah, it was the dream team. Dream team, easily. And some of these people, you're like, oh, you direct, you direct stuff. It's like, yeah, I didn't know that. It's like now you, they could probably the next move that they'd probably want is to get some like awards off of it, and you know, compete with Netflix like head to head. But the yeah. CEO said like, there's no delay planned. They finished, I guess they finished filming, you know, before all the coronavirus stuff spread it so they finished apparently in February so they're they're good with shooting and all the post production and and everything else like pre production development and and post production they can all do while on lockdown still the main thing they have to do when they're together is filming and everything else so i guess they're done and there's not going to be a delay for that series so thank god because new content is great for everybody and even yesterday uh, I guess it was Tony Hawk's birthday and he was celebrating and he sent out an image of this new version of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 that's going to get released in September. Uh, re- they remastered it. The trailer looks clean. Yeah, everything. Yeah, look, the graphics look amazing. Well, they're, they're, it's, it's all going to be in, in 4K and like it's, it's along the lines of how they did the remaster for Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. And how some companies have gone to remastering, you know, Super Mario Brothers and stuff like that. But uh, thinking about Tony Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, like that, like ignited the culture, like from being real punk and real underground to being money making mainstream. Like gen- a generation of skateboarders probably owe their career and their lifestyle to a video game. Oh yeah. So like, I I feel like it could it could almost be like a second coming for the next generation because the last game they put out was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 it was like five years ago it didn't do that well um, to say the least but the first two games are iconic the the look the the skaters in the game the music if they don't have the same soundtrack for these remastered version I'm going to be upset because there's some like classics on that thing because you think like 2001 2002 like that era of music, yeah, you, you can't really, you can't go around that and say, it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is like, no, I need everything the same, just make the graphics and everything else better. I think they're going to be expanding on their like free world roaming thing that they had on the later games. So maybe we'll possibly see a concert sometime. Maybe they'll do some live play. Everybody just skate around. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be, especially how we are now. Like if, if we're at the point where people still don't want to leave their house, there's probably going to be a big, huge event for this on like an esports or on Twitch for the release or like a, a tournament that they do for this remastered version. 
Um, but damn, I think it, I think it could be real dope. Like I might, I'm, I it's probably something that I would buy, and you know, play and teach my son how to play, because. It's another way to connect with a younger generation, and you know, video games are great for people that are still stuck at home that are non-essential workers, like me. Well, for now, I got I got the call back from, from Marriott, so that's that's good, thank God, because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick it's great because you know gas prices are so low, but like that shit gonna shoot right back up. It's gonna shoot right back up. I know it is. Like, buy the idea of have gas is two sixteen a gallon. It's gonna be right back up to 286. Bet, bet. It's gonna probably by August when school starts. Yeah. When, when is baseball season starting? Baseball season was supposed to start in March. Uh, the owners, like the league owners and team owners, they they gave the green light for July to start in July. Okay. The only thing they're waiting on now is to hear back from the players union because they have their own union for the all the players. They have to get the green light from the players union because. I'm sure that there's a ton of players that still feel uncomfortable with the idea of them working and traveling and playing these games and then possibly getting coronavirus and taking it back to their families because there's some young players that have some young kids that can be affected real bad by by the idea of just coronavirus or any disease like flu season. People with young kids, they 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 basically do the same thing people are doing now. Mask, gloves, yeah. they glove it up and they be extra safe because when they're that small it can be it can be lethal, like straight up. So I'm there's I'm sure there's a ton of baseball players that are like, I'm not comfortable going back. Some people are saying that they're not going to play this season, they're gonna wait till next year. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where it's, it's gonna go. I don't know if if we're gonna have a baseball season at this point. I know people are moving forward with the idea of doing football and scanning people at at the door, scanning all the players and and coaches and stuff. And the idea of having games with nobody in the stands is still being thrown out there. That would be weird as hell. That would be weird. Even though they did it with the UFC this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, there was it, was weird. It, was it, was weird. it was weird. It was weird. Like they've been doing it with wrestling for the past two months, and it's it's not the same. The vibe, yeah. the energy, the environment. Because you get so much energy from the crowd and from the people. Yeah, so much, and it's it's just it's engagement. Like being at a live event is is should be the next step after social like attending something on like watching on TV or or watching it live. And then going there in person is a whole nother experience. It's it's the same with concerts, same with, you know, going to like a play or something. It's the same thing. So if we can't go to our sporting events and stuff, it's it's gonna be very, very weird. Because when if it's broadcasted, the people that are gonna be the announcers, they have to talk through all that dead noise and I don't like it. I don't like it. But hopefully we're able to figure something out. I don't know if we have to wear space helmets or whatever, but something needs to be figured out because I can't go through a, a season of empty arena baseball. Ooh, it makes it makes my back hurt. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like that idea. Nope. So hopefully we're able to do something with it, but um, I'm just I'm just gonna keep praying and waiting. Really, um, I know yeah. a lot. There's there's still more delays happening. Like. 
Delayed I don't know. on that stimulus check, man. What, what they, they talking I, about getting another one coming? They've been talking about that since the first one came out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get one because things are going to be slowly opening up. Like, you don't need it no more. It's like, uh, I think they're talking about like putting it on a card and sending the cards out. Like I, I need to everybody. see. I need to see headlines on the news. Yeah, I need to see headlines on the news about it because stuff on the internet, half it comes through, half it don't. If I see it on Fox or on CNN, then I'm gonna get excited. Until then, I'm just gonna be mad that it's an election year. Until then, and I'm they are mad. playing with our emotions. They playing with our emotions for real. They, I got that letter from Trump. Through the IRS, it's like, yeah, I sent y'all these checks. So remember to vote. I was like, word, that's what you got to tell me. Remember to vote. You know what? I ain't doing this because y'all knew about this in December, November last year. Y'all could have prevented this. Whatever, y'all. But with all these delays, this stuff that was announced in 2017 that's still getting delayed to this day. <laughs> Shoutouts to you know, New Mutants. It was supposed to come out. Through Fox Studios in like 2018 was the original date for the New Mutants. It, it's a kind of like a spinoff of X Men, uh, a little bit more like horror elements to it. It's a film that they they announced the trailer like October 2017 at Comic Con. It got pushed back from April 2018 to February 2019 to August 2019. It was going to be released April 3rd of this year, 2020. It has gotten pushed back again, and it's planned to be released in August of 2020. So this year, August 28th, they're supposed to release in The New Mutants. I don't know what the hell they're doing, because at this rate, all the actors and everything else, all the momentum that they, they would have had with actors being young and starting a franchise, we're th you three years behind. Yeah. Three years behind. Uh, maybe now it just doesn't make sense too. Like I know that. Well, maybe, if it makes sense, I mean, I know they had to release that probably before they release other stuff because the way they worked. You know what I mean? Like, Pro probably, but like it but, seems like it was so untied. It's like not tied in. It's not canon with you know what they have yeah. going on for the rest of the MCU because it was with Fox. It was their own separate universe. So it's like the but last it, thing they have to but release. Even now they like they're. The deal with Fox and their way they're getting all their characters back, like they just signed with Hugh Jackman to show up in the MCU, so he's returning for his role in Wolverine. Oh man! And, and like I want to see like the Hulk versus Wolverine play out, you know? I want to see it, but I don't. But they're not gonna like it. make it like a X Men movie, like what we've seen. They're gonna slowly wind them in, how we've been seeing them doing the MCU. I've been saying it. When he said he was going to try, I was like, all right, man, money talks. That Disney money going to come creeping in, and you're going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I wanna I'll do see, that. I want to see him and Deadpool on, uh, on Hannah, too. I need to see him and Deadpool and Spider-Man. Um, um, yeah. They're I, working on Deadpool 3. They're going to keep it an R-rated version with the MCU, still. So. Oh, at this rate, they kind of have to keep it yeah, R-rated. Because, the, the like, even with, like, with... So there's, there's a lot of ideas of how they're going to move forward with the MCU and stuff, but like Deadpool is going to be radar. There's uh, Morbius is going to be not radar, but it's going to be it's going to be up there. It's going to be a it's dark PG-13. It's yeah. going to be a hard 13. It's going to be the same with um with their with their next projects they have with you know Morbius. They have some stuff coming up with Blade. They announced the Blade that they want to do. 
if that's that's gonna be a hard R. I feel like that's gonna be a a, a hard R because people blowing up and stuff like that. Let me tell you, it's vampires, it's blood, there's a blood god, stuff like that. Like, if it's not R, I don't know how people are going to react. Like, I don't want to take my kid to see Blade because he's killing vampires. And, and it's, it's, it's some dark shit in that movie. And even if it is PG-13, I ain't taking him. It ain't for you. It's not that clean-cut, shiny, polished, you know, Avengers film. It's, it's people dying. People getting blood sucked out. People are turning to vampires and ugly ass things, like, and then the talks of them doing a Spawn movie. Yeah, that can't be no PG thirteen. Nah, he nice. goes to hell and comes back. Like, it's it's. Go watch the original Spawn. Yeah, tell the me, original tell me that's Spawn. Was, that was kind of creepy to me, like watching it, like back it in the day as a kid. Like you, like oh my gosh, why do you watch that? It's not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely ain't for kids. That was definitely with like the the like the you know anacondas. Like that's those movies. Like you you in that realm. That ain't for that ain't PG thirteen for kids. Hell no, hell no. Was but who's that? Michael? That was Michael J. White, right? Michael J. White. Yep. Yeah. He still looks the same. He can still do it. Yeah, he still. If they want him to, he can, he'll pull it off. He still stay in shape. But I don't know how it's gonna move forward with these movie theaters and you know all these. Just major, you know, movie like studios and stuff because Universal Studios, Universal Pictures, and like some major theater chains they they beefing because of what they did with Trolls World Tour. You know, the animated film, the animated film that was a musical, you know, for for kids' toys. People are beefing, they are beefing hard apparently. So the story goes like this. the battle started when, you know, coronavirus happened and theaters were shut down. Universal Pictures wanted to still release their movie. So they put it on a PVOD like kind of thing where you pay to watch it. It's like it's it's considered they it's PVOD is like premium video on demand, but you pay for it originally like you know, like you're going to the theater. You get it yeah. for like two days, like forty eight hours, and then it erases itself. It goes back up into the cloud. So they did it, and they got hella money back. Like, way more than they thought they would. If it was in theaters, they got money back. Okay. It worked out for them. People being in quarantine and, and kids needing something new to watch and stuff. But, like, they made hella money back. So they did. It was The Invisible Man, The Hunt, The the Way Back, Onward, and Trolls, World Tour. Like there was a there was a wave of movies that went from being in theaters to being on on demand, where you just pay for like I think it was maybe ten bucks for your household, and yeah. you watch it as many times as you want apparently. But they made some nice money. Um, the trolls, they gotta be making money too for McDonald's. They've been the toy yep. and the for toys, like a minute. I think that's why they didn't want to postpone it because they had the they had the deals with McDonald's and all these other places for toys and all this marketing for for you know toys and and movies and clothes. So they had to release it. So they put it out on this video on demand thing, but they made so much money back where they're looking at doing it like with more movies moving forward, not just. Like even after the 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 theaters open back up, they still want to do this, you know. Again, for other things, but people are saying it's uh, this violated any resemblance of windowing for the movie theaters. So I guess how windowing works when they release a movie, 
Um, the typical the, the typical relationship between cinema chains and film distributions, uh, they lease a movie out to a theater in exchange for a portion of the ticket sales. Okay, so it's pretty simple. Uh, theater needs movies to show, and the theater needs massive distribution abilities of screens to ensure that the movie are seen to a large portion of the audience. So, so the agreement is the theater chains are granted an exclusive 90-day period. It's a windowing to show the movie, and then the theater and then the studios get a portion of the ticket sales back. After the 90 days are up, they can release it on DVD or extend it. So, like any big movie, like last year with Endgame and the year before with Infinity Wars, they kept showing that thing for months and months on end because they were just making hella money and people just coming back and watching it again and again and again. And then, you know, every now and then there's a flop like Doolittle that came out and like less than three months later, it was out on DVD or it was up on streaming platforms because it just bombed at the box office. So I think he, that's why uh, Robert Downey Jr. was decided to sign back on MCU because the flop with oh, man, that movie. Flop, well, the movie was just bad. Talking about it. Um, it's not Robert Downey Jr.'s fault. It's just the film was terrible. And then it was all CGI, everything. But um, it reminded me of like if you put him in like Shrek. But he's the only human that's live action. It was very weird. But like, so the relationship with theaters and stuff is like, okay, you do our part, we'll do ours. Because like after like opening weekend, like usually two weeks after the like the first opening weekend and like the second the second week, a lot of that money goes straight to the movie studios. After that, then the theaters start to get money back from concessions and then. If it stays in longer and longer, the theaters get more and more portions of ticket sales to keep for themselves. So the longer it's in, the more the movie theaters make. Um, and then vice versa, because the portions equalize out and they get they get they get more money. Everybody's happy. So when all this happened, they started beefing immediately that the CEO of AMC was going after them. They were like, we're never going to show Universal Studios movies ever again. No. He said it's unacceptable. He was, he was, he was, he was big man. He was, yeah, he was, big man. He was, he was, he was, he was pumping his chest. He's like, we're never going to show a Universal film ever again. I was like, oh, okay. Looking at from the outside in. Universal Studios has a lot of properties that are, you know, money makers. Um, off the top of the head, they they have Trolls, they have uh, Fast and Furious movies, they have that's Viacom, right? Viacom, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's a grip of stuff, man. Yeah, that's, like, it's a big studio house. It's a huge studio house. If you if you ever gone there, you know how much money they make. It's it ain't no joke. They own all the Terminator movies. Some of them yeah. are terrible. Some of them are great. So, like, so for the rest of the year, let's give you an idea of what's coming out that on a, that Universal is gonna has. The new Candyman film, that's Universal. Um, the Croods Two is Universal. Let's see, Fast and Furious Nine, The Boss Babies Two. The Bad Guys, Sing 2, they own all the Despicable Me films, all of the Halloween films, they, that's theirs now. Um, DreamWorks, they got that stuff on lock. Um, it's a lot. It's like, that's a big relationship you're cutting in half. 
Like, you ain't gonna show no DreamWorks movies ever again. You ain't gonna show no Illuminations movie ever again. So all that Despicable Me's and, you know, the Minion stuff, that's out the window. All of the Halloween movies with Mike Miles, you're never gonna see again. Um, nah, he's just talking, bro. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't that dumb. He, when, when, when everything opens back up, he'll, he'll know that he made a dumb mistake. Yeah. Um, but like, he's just talking. He's just Universal, upset that's that anything with Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, sir. So you're, you're gonna cut off all of the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, up oh, damn near anything with Chris Pratt. But like, said damn near everything with Chris Pratt. You, 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 you messed yourself up. You shot yourself in the foot. So I don't know how, how that's gonna go. But uh, ever since this happened, it, people just been beefing. A lot of studios are like, I'm, we're just gonna use this video on demand. It's gonna put some things straight to video on demand and skip the theaters. And people are getting upset um some people are talking about suing i don't know if that's gonna be a thing because you can't sue me for something that isn't released but i feel like it could change how we consume especially our big movies because it's usually an event like you go back to like what 2003 2004 biggest movies that came out people were late waiting outside the door that's where midnight showings like midnight premieres started to be a thing like harry potter lord of the rings uh fast and furious movies like people are waiting outside in the cold for this movie to come out it was an event you go to the theater and wait you get all the popcorn all the treats and you y'all are going ape shit for this movie at 1 30 a.m if this goes away it still might be a thing. I don't know if it's going to be on that kind of scale. And I don't know if it's going to be the end of AMC theaters as a whole. Because AMC theaters, they're already hemorrhaging money out because this coronavirus is being closed. They're just losing money, losing money every day. It's closed. They might go bankrupt and not reopen at this rate. If you cut off your, your deal with one of the biggest movie houses, I don't know how that's going to go for you. Because people are going to want to get out of the house immediately. I feel like the first thing that I'm going to go to is probably going to be a movie theater. I'm probably going to go to Alamo Draft House. Shout it's out to Alamo Draft I miss, House. I man. Movie theaters. I'm definitely going to the movie theater. I want to see these new movies that are coming out. Because like, the thing is, movie theaters, like, everybody can go. Wife, kids, yeah. auntie, uncle. Like, we, that's, they're going to be social thing. distancing, though. They're watching. They're going to have, like, all right, you got to sit X amount of people. Yeah, I, I heard they're going to have the empty seats and stuff like that. And some places are going to require people to have face masks. If they are, I'm just going to get a customized one and just rock it. Throw on that winter scarf from all the way around. Whatever. Can't wear no bandanas. bandanas. Nah. You got I, I cannot tell you how many Betsy looking bitches I've seen at the grocery store with some bandanas that they are rocking gang colors and don't know it. Yeah. I can't. Just walk up to somebody with a red bandana. What up, blood? Oh, hey. It's like, ma'am, <laughs> you don't know that you rocking these colors. Because they don't want to know. It's fine. Yeah. It is what it is. But I, I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, that the coronavirus is done and passed. We don't get a second wave. Because if we do, it's going to be terrible. But I hope that I've been praying that it's going to be leave. I never have to hear no, nothing about no bitch named Corona ever again. Ever again. Don't right. you ever, ever, ever come back. Ever, ever, ever come back. Never, never come by here. But um, hey, yo, shout out to the uh, those to the those two dudes who shot shot that one dude running. I forget his name. 
Well, you know the two white guys. Oh, dude, they got Georgia. They oh, got uh, indicted, right? They, yeah, they, they got indicted finally because they shot yes. a dude that was running in Georgia and just killed him. And that spawned like a whole bunch of people going out and running now in honor of him. I think it was yeah. his birthday too. The, just it was recently, his birthday. it was great. It was ridiculous. And the fact that it's like, yeah, it's 2020. You assume that racial relations and everything else is is gone and dead, but it shows you that. It's not, it's not, just because there's a law passed that you got to treat everybody right doesn't mean that everybody is going to. It's yeah. just like, you're not, you, you're taught it. It's, it's, it's a behavior that's taught in the home. So people are like, I'm not racist. It's like, okay. I was like, well, words don't mean nothing to me. Your actions will show me how you treat people. You treat everybody the same, then cool. If you don't, and you, if you, especially when they're scared, if they get tightened up when they're scared, it's like, okay, that's what you really, or if they're drunk, because then you find out everything. You find out all the truth when they're drunk. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you hope you hope for the best, and then, you know, having kids in this environment, you, you want to make them ready and make them prepared, but you don't want to scare them into not having friends and not going outside at the same time. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard way of balancing, but fortunately, that's just one, that's one of the things about being a, a father, an ethnic father, black yeah. man in America. You know, when I when I was in uh, Kansas, my family came down, my mom and pops. Yeah, and, uh, and they came down for a family weekend, I think, uh, for college. I was playing ball, and we went out to like Kansas City barbecue place because like they're real famous for their barbecue. Yes, so they we, are. So we drove yeah. like about 30, 40 minutes to the spot. It was good, and on the way back, it was getting kind of late. And I remember we saw like this big ass bonfire, and people in white hoods, bro, like these white no, sheets, bro. Moving. We was no. moving down this in the middle of nowhere on this fucking highway, back roadways, back to the campus, man. Oh, that shit no. was crazy. Uh-uh. Like I know it's a thing, but you see that, and like your immediate, your immediate like thought process, like. As a black man, as a man of color, it's like, I need to get the hell up out of here. I need to get the hell up out of here as fast as I can and not give myself any attention. If it was, you know, if it was a white girl or a white man or it's like, oh, it's like, ooh. It's a different kind of, like, reaction. It's like, I want to get up out of here, but for them, it's just, I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to leave. For a man of color, it's like, I might die if I stay around here. It's and it's like you don't know people individually. Like they might have different motives. They might not want to, you know, might just want to scare you. But you never know if they just want to scare you. If they actually want to end you, so it's uh, it's scary. And then and the idea is like we have to make a child in America in 2020 prepare themselves for that possibility of having to fight or flight. Even at the even at the age of seven or eight, it's it's taxing. It's I think it's more taxing than people realize to just to raise a kid. Um, but damn, it just makes me want to move to Wakanda. Really? Yeah, bro. I I just want to move to Wakanda. That seems so nice there. But once you go there, you can't leave because if you leave Wakanda, you're gonna end up in a Jordan Peele like horror movie yeah. and get jacked up. <laughs> That's the main thing you need to Jordan learn. Jordan Peele horror movie. Never leave Wakanda. So, but it is what it is. L- luckily, luckily, nothing else crazy going on. But well, so what you got coming up? Uh, you got tomorrow. We got the Friday night mix. Uh, Friday night mix. This week we're doing Latin night, so that's gonna, that's gonna be fun. So I, 
I've been Gary digging Rico. into some stuff, but it's going to be Latin night. It's going to make it spicy. This week's going to be Latin night, so that's going to be happening tomorrow, Yo, Friday night. Speaking of speaking of Latin, bro, if you, you got to check out uh, Nicky Jam on Netflix. His, his bio yeah, okay. series. You did a bio series. Yeah, it, it talks about yeah, and it called Nicky Jam, and it, it's like the it's like the reggaeton uh, narcos, bro. His story is crazy. Oh my god! Because I first I have some of his records. I'm actually getting ready for tomorrow's mix, but damn, okay. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like I was sitting there, like damn, I did not know this because I knew he had done some stuff with Daddy Yankee, but they right. were all, they were a group, and it goes into that, and they like had to flee to, to New York to hide out from this. Uh, there's a gangster who was trying to kill him for a minute. And like just talk about like, this whole story and his whole career, his life, bro. It's actually really inspiring. Great story. Yeah, so I'm putting some Nicky Jam in the mix for sure. But Nicky Yam. Uh, but um yeah, so tomorrow night, Friday night function is gonna be nine PM. Uh Arizona time specific, you know, standard time. Nine PM on Twitch and the link is also gonna be my website, djrockwalder.com. So you can get it on Twitch, or you can just go to the website, whatever's easier for you. And then next week, we're going to do a people's playlist. Now, how is it going to work? We're going to set up some some polls. People are going to vote on artists or songs that they want featured in the mix for next week. It's all going to be curated by the people for the people. So whatever you guys submit is going to be what I play. Okay. So that's going to that's be next week. And then, you know, looking into the future, Next one, next theme night that might happen is going to be like a Caribbean night because I want to go. Some reggae. Yeah. Some okay. reggae, some dance hall, some soca. I, I'm in the vibes where I want some jerk chicken and I want it now because it's tasty. Did you uh, ever been to that Caribbean spot on Arizona Ave and uh, Warner? Which one is it? Is that Hot Pot? No. I think it is Hot Pot. Hot Pot, yep. Okay. Hot Pot, yep. Hot Pot, there's Ocean Blue. There's a, there's some popping up out here in Phoenix. There's, we're getting a kind of influx of, of that culture. And I'm about it because that means seasoned food. Yeah. That means seasoned oh, yeah. food. So I'm about it. But, I had, uh, yeah, I mean, I had some, I had this one uh, spot. I was talking to the uh, Jamaican restaurant where I did my events at. Okay. So they had all the good food, man. The empanadas, all kinds of stuff, bro. It was, There's it some was spots good. opening up in Phoenix. So we might have to go over there and do something because I work for the food if it's a pool party. Hey, we gotta get in the park too. We throw, we throw a party in the park, bro. It's gonna be crazy. There's too many ideas here, but man. <laughs> so, so this week, Friday night function, Latin night. Make sure you're there. Make sure people are there. Do this for the people. Make sure you guys have an escape, having a party, having something to do, and you know, just good vibes. So that's what Friday night functions for. It's gonna be happening tomorrow night, Friday night, 9 p.m. on Twitch and on DJRockWalter.com. Loop, what you got going on? Me, uh, I'm gonna be continuing essential, uh, staying essential in this Keep world. Being essential. Uh, and then, man, I'm just uh, really just trying to explore new opportunities, new things. Actually, I'm going to the studio, uh, trying to get them in there with some uh, some artists, you know, trying to make some magic happen, see what we can do for Arizona. Okay, uh, connect the networking. Hit me up if you're out there trying to make music, you got some stuff going on. We, we definitely gonna have some stuff planned for you in the near future. Yeah, and if it, if it's good, I'll play it. If it's yeah. not, I ain't gonna play it. Yeah, I'm the t- <laughs> hot shit only. It's, it's it's basic. You give it to the DJ if they try if they like it and they play in the club, then it's gonna be good on the radio. Yeah, if they the, don't play in the club, then you have the to the club is up. definitely not the place to ask the DJ. Can you play my shit? Like you gotta figure that out. No, beforehand. you gotta send it beforehand. If I like it, I'll play it. But I'm gonna play it early or late at night. Yeah. Whatever happens. But you got you got to get in where you fit in. All right, man. So DJ Rockwater, Luke. Luke. Guapo, 
This is Rock Top, episode six. Finally at episode six. That is what we do, man. Y'all be good. And, you know, stay healthy, stay safe. Glove, mask it up. Mask on, unfortunately. Future shows to take it off, but we got to keep it on for right now. So y'all be good. It's Rock Talk, episode six. Later. Peace.